Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our internet online church service as we can gather together from around the world. And I tell you what, it's a big planet, but God has got us connected by His Holy Spirit, and together we can join as a body of believers, celebrate the Word together, receive communion together, and receive the strength and nourishment from God's Word, the Holy Spirit knows how to supply your every need. He knows what your needs are. And I believe today as the message goes forth, you will have the keys to apply to any door that may be closed and you're going to be able to open it and go through. Praise God. I believe success in the Word of God is not just revelation although we need to walk in revelation knowledge, but it's also the application of that understanding that we have of God's word. And I believe that you are a hearer and a doer of the word say, yes, I am praise God. So uh, we're going to jump into the word of God today by receiving uh, first of all, the tithes and offerings. We want to honor the Lord with our finances. And I would like to read uh, a verse to you two verses out of Isaiah 51. And let's take a peek into the life of Abraham, Isaiah 51. Isn't that interesting? Here we are in the book of Isaiah, yet looking back into a, a uh, picture of the life of Abraham. Now, verse 1 of Isaiah 51, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, that would be you, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. I know that's talking to you. It says, look to the rock from which, from which you are hewn. Let's take a look at the rock, the mold that you were cut out of. Glory to God. Let's go to your spiritual roots. Let's go to the anchor of faith. Let's take a look at this and look to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Verse two, look to Abraham, your father and to Sarah who bore you for now watch this. Watch what God says about Abraham, the father of faith the man who believed God at God's word when it seemed like in the natural, there was no way it could be done yet. He believed God. He believed God. Now look what it says. Look what God says about Abraham for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Oh, pastor Stephen. No, no. You have to understand that was Abraham's business ingenuity. That's why he was so blessed. He had a natural knack for business. No, 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 no. Give the glory where it's due. Give the credit to the one who empowered that person to prosper. And the source can be traced back to God Almighty. And God takes direct credit for the success, the wealth, the influence, the impact that Abraham made. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Praise God. My friends, I believe that we can look back to the rock from which we were cut. I believe that we can examine our spiritual roots. And I believe that we see Abraham. And when we look at Abraham, we look at a man of faith, not a man of phony baloney stuff.
Not some kind of a joker. No, we're looking at a real man with real faith, uh, with real actions to go along with his beliefs. And you cannot escape the, the open truth that Abraham, the man of faith, was a tither. You cannot separate that out of his life. You cannot act like somehow he just uh, came into wealth accidentally. No, there, there are no accidents like that. Praise God. This is a man that believed God. God blessed him. God raised him up. And thus Abraham was mightily blessed. And he became very rich, as we know, in cattle and in silver and in gold. Praise God. So we give the glory to the Lord because the Lord is the one who's able to bless. And we also want to emulate the lifestyle of a man of faith. And we, if we want those same kind of results, then we look at the works and the actions of that individual. And we can replicate that and also step into that blessed life. You see that Abraham was a tither. My friends, you need to be a tither. Praise God. You need to honor the Lord. Tithing means 10% of your income and the remaining 90% that you have will be so blessed by God. Hallelujah. And really you incur a supernatural blessing upon your life because I think believers are starting to realize something that's very fascinating about money, about finances. You have to understand, I'm I'm talking to Christians. You have to understand that God's financial plan for your life, please hear what I'm about to tell you today. God's financial plan for your life is not a promise. Pastor Stephen, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that God's financial plan for your life is not a promise. Therefore, because it's not a promise, it doesn't respond to prayer. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray that God bless me financially. You can play, you can pray until you can't pray anymore. It doesn't work like that. Ah, no, 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 no. I know what I'll do. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to fast for financial increase. No, God's financial plan is not a promise. It does not it does not uh, connect with prayer and it does not respond to your fasting no more than it would for a farmer who says, I want a harvest and I'm going to pray and fast for a harvest. No, no, no. You don't pray and fast for a harvest. If you're a farmer, you have a part to play. Okay. So God's financial plan for your life is not a promise. It's not based on a promise It's based on a covenant Okay, and until you do your part, God will not commit to that covenant. Woo! Pastor Stephen, what is a covenant? Well, I think it's important that you understand that this Bible is a book of covenants. After all, you have the Old Testament, right? Old Covenant, and the New Testament, what's that? New Covenant. The Bible is a book of covenants. God works on a covenant platform. What is a covenant? It is a deal. It's enacted by God between God and a, and a man or a woman. Okay. It's a deal between God and an individual, God and a man. And when you meet the terms, the conditions of that covenant, then, and only then is God obligated 
to perform his word. But if you meet the conditions of the covenant now, now you hold God to the integrity of his word and you know, he'll do his part. But the, the challenge is not that God may not fulfill his end. Oh, because that's, uh, he's never going to let you down. The challenge is that we must do our part and that, that we must step into that covenant, that covenant deal woo, with us and God. And when you do that, like Abraham, that covenant begins to work. It begins to empower you to prosper. Wealth comes into your life and God gets all the glory for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. And I believe that will be God's testimony for you that as you step into the prosperity of God, as you work on the covenant platform, which is anchored in tithing. Okay. You cannot get into God's covenant of financial wealth without being a tither. No more than Abraham could. Abraham was a tither. If you want to follow that path of faith, you need to also do those types of works that that person was doing that caused him to come into it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, exciting, exciting, exciting. Pastor Stephen, how solid is this covenant? I mean, there's economic uh, upheavals and downturns in the earth. How, how, how reliable is this covenant that God can make with a man? Uh, it's as reliable as the sun and the moon. It's reliable as summer and winter. It's reliable as day and night. It's reliable as hot and cold. <laughs> Woo, as long as the earth is still here, the covenant will always be in force. It's available, but, but you have to step into it. You have a part to play. You have a part to play until you play your part and you do what you're supposed to do. God's not committed and the covenant is not binding. But when you do your part, you can make a covenant with God and it'll take you through regardless of any kind of economic cycle, regardless of any kind of a global currency uh, challenge or whatever it might be, or, or, you know, all the things that trouble humanity with financial challenges, you won't feel the heat. You will be upheld on a covenant platform. Glory to God. And you'll find out it is rock solid. Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Step into it today. Be a tither. When the Holy Spirit leads you to sow seed, get in there and sow seed. Now, I'm not talking about cucumber seed and tomato seed, uh, but this works on the principles of seed time harvest, also called in the Word of God, sowing and reaping by the Apostle Paul, also identified by the Apostle Paul as giving and receiving. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Working covenant principles will make you a high flyer in the kingdom of God. Your days of begging and groveling and just, you know, looking for a handout are over. Get into the covenant and let God lift you up and you'll have the same testimony. You'll say, God called me. God, God's the one that lifted me up. God's the one who blessed me and God's the one who increased me. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Heavenly Father, I pray for your people today as they're honoring you with the tithe, as they're sowing seed. I thank you, Father, they're following in the same righteous footsteps of Abraham, and they're going to see the covenant of financial wealth released into their life as they operate the principles of your word. Father, you watch over your word to perform it, and you, O God, are the God who never fails. We give you praise that your word is working in our life. We give you praise that you have made a way of escape for us out of the financial dilemmas of the world into a place of safety, into a haven of financial peace and refuge. We thank you, Father God, that through Christ we have access to all the blessings of Abraham. Woo, we give you glory and praise that we are tied into the blessing through Christ and through obedience to covenant principles. Father, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, do what only you can do. Play your part. Be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Be a, uh, a person who applies the word to their life and watch the results of what God will do. Those of you that are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, zip code 28117. For those of you that would like to go online, bring the tithes and offerings in online, please vis visit the ministry website stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. Go and make the covenant a reality in your life. Woo, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A covenant with God that cannot fail. A financial covenant with God. Woo, you have a part to play. And I see you playing that part. And I see God lifting you up into a place of wealth. Well, people will look at you and they will see unexplainable wealth in your life. They'll ask what college you went to, yet they don't know that you never went to college. Or maybe you did go to college, and they think, well, certainly you must have gotten a Ph.D. in business. Oh, no, I got a, I got a Ph.D. in zoology. Oh, how are you flourishing financially? You will, be a, you will be a mystery to them. Ah, but you'll be a light to them to share the gospel of Christ with them. Praise God. You are blessed. Praise the Lord. Now, Isaiah 51 is a wonderful chapter. Why don't we stay there today and talk about a fascinating subject called planting the heavens. In my Bible study today, I came across this verse, and it seemed to be really just anointed by the Spirit of God. So I just camped there. I parked there and just kept studying it. And I think this is something that we should dig into, planting the heavens. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, by your Holy Spirit, let your word jump into us, alive, alive, quickening power. We thank you, Father God. We receive revelation by faith, by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we all shout and say, Amen. Praise God. Isaiah 51, uh, fascinating chapter. Uh, God comforting the exiles, God comforting those who have been taken away into captivity, his own people taken away into captivity. God says some beautiful things. Verse 15, but I am the Lord, your God 
who divided the sea, whose waves roared. Well, they could roar all they want. They're going to still get split in two. You're going to cross over on dry land. This is the kind of God that we serve. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now the Lord of hosts can be translated the captain of the angelic armies. That is the title of the son of God, the captain of the angelic armies. Now verse 16, and I have put my words in your mouth. Wow. This is fascinating. I have put my words in your mouth. John the Revelator in the book of Revelation given a scroll to eat. Even had it even had flavor. Tasted like honey. Oh, Ezekiel the prophet also given a scroll to eat. And you know, th- these scrolls had messages written on them prophetic declarations written on them. These are prophetic experiences. Eat the scroll, consume the message, and then under the anointing, speak that message out that you have received by revelation, that you have received through impartation, even of spiritual eating. Speak it out under the anointing. Praise God. Of course, God's still doing these things today. When my wife was baptized in the Holy Spirit many years back, she had a supernatural encounter where a hand kept shoving paper into her mouth, not just normal paper, but it was like parchment paper that you would write on. She could even through the taste sensation, tell what kind of paper it was. Well, her eyes was closed, uh, excuse me, were closed. And so she's standing there in a charismatic church because the pastor had uh, asked those who would want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and would like to speak in tongues come to the front and receive prayer and so she just came to the front put her hands up and closed her eyes and a hand began to put paper in her mouth well she just thought you know my wife was coming out of a evangelical background she was raised Roman Catholic then received salvation through evangelical preaching teaching but they didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit so she comes over to a charismatic church and she's receiving the baptism of the holy spirit hands up eyes closed and so she just thought well i guess this is what they do here in this church they just they whatever reason they just put paper in your mouth but she was so hungry for god she said i don't care <laughs> she said if this one is if this is what it takes to be filled with the holy spirit uh i i guess i'll just let them put as much paper in there as they want so afterwards, she asked them, uh, why were you putting paper in my mouth? And they were all laughing, like, what are you talking about putting paper in your mouth? They, they thought it was the funniest thing, but the Holy Spirit uh, was allowing an angel to put paper, a scroll in her mouth. I tell you what, my wife can prophesy very accurately uh, the, the word of the Lord. She can prophesy, move in words of knowledge and so forth. And she has, she has something to say as well. Why? She received a message. See, every prophet needs to have uh, impartation of that message of what their their style is. I, I know the thrust of my minute of my ministry. Stay focused on faith. Stay focused on the supernatural. That's my focus. Stay focused, minister faith, faith, faith to the people and lead people into a close walk with God. Woo. Glory. I know how pastor Steve, how do you know that's the stream that you stay in? Cause that's what was put in my mouth. And I may start preaching and teaching out of any book in the Bible, but usually that's where I end up. Doesn't matter what subject or material I'm using. Faith comes out. Close walk with God comes out. 
the supernatural comes out glory to God that's my calling that's my anointing why that's what I consumed from the uh, I, that's what I ate that's what the revelations were that I downloaded from the Lord and I have put my words in your mouth pastor Stephen what am I what do I prophesy well, what what he put in your mouth <laughs> don't, don't try to make something up <laughs> You speak what he puts in your mouth or, you know, what he, what you hear in your ear, but uh, yes, same thing basically, but you have to, you have to receive, you have to have something you can pour out, praise God. And you have to be filled up with the Holy spirit. I think that's very important. I think it's actually critical that speaking prophecy, uh, you know, flowing in the gifts, whatever it might be. Uh, there's something that holds this together. I think we can begin to develop it on the next statement. Now it says, I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Okay. It's out of that place that you speak those words. It's out of that place that you sense it's in my mouth. Speak it, say it now. It's out of that place where you prophesy, where you build up, where you minister, whatever that thing is, that's where you speak it. What is that place? I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. That denotes active prayer life. That denotes devotional life. That denotes Psalm 91, living in the secret place, abiding under the shadow of the most high, Mm, the wings of God over you, a regular in the courts of heaven, a regular in the throne room of grace, not a rare visitor, but a person who walks close with God. I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Pastor Stephen, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that the results, if you want good results, I'm not talking about nominal stuff or something that doesn't even really move the meter any. If you want results that the speaking out, ministering, whatever it is, flowing in the gifts of the spirit, it has to be in the spirit and you're not really going to have good quality in the spirit unless you have been in the secret place with the shadow of God's hand over you. The hand of God, often prophetic symbolism of the spirit of God. The prophets would say the hand of the Lord was upon me. Well, what does that mean? A giant hand came out of heaven and grabbed them. No, it meant the spirit of God was upon them. The hand of the Lord. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Okay. The Holy Spirit resting on you. So it's when you're in the spirit, then you declare, then you speak, then you get results. And I wish the body of Christ understood it better or else you can do all kinds of noise and pump it up and whoop it up. And we've all seen that, but when it's all over, nothing really happened. Oh, we had a good workout. Yes. We sweat it. We, 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 I've ever been in the meeting where you sweat. I mean, there's so much stuff worked up and you, you leave the meeting and you think, whoo, who needs aerobic class? Who, whoever, who needs to go to the gym after something like that? But outside of that, you, you think, well, what really happened? Was I changed? Was anybody else changed? Did anybody get saved? Anybody really get healed? Um, that's because when we, operate when we move it needs to be under the shadow of the hand of God in other words you know God's with me go now declare now speak now thank you Lord Jesus in the spirit 
my my mentality is in the anointing. If there's no anointing, well, you know, we can we can always operate in faith, but when there's an anointing, oh, smooth, easy. And even if the even if the other person doesn't have strong faith, oh, there's an anointing. Now they can ride that anointing. And we can continue to get them built up in faith, but that anointing will do the most amazing things. And you, uh, you can't get these kind of results unless you're sensitive to the glory of God and you're aware of the glory. You, you're aware of the glory. So you want to minister out of that place, out of that place. And when I talk about ministering, I, I understand I'm talking to a lot of people. You're not in the ministry. You love the Lord and you love the gifts and all of that, but you, uh, you are called to a different occupational line of work. Maybe you're a doctor, maybe you're a physicist, maybe you're an engineer, maybe you're a nurse, whatever the case might be. But still, you can know that presence. You can know, oh, the glory's here. What I'm about to do, do it now. And if you do it in that atmosphere, you'll get, you'll get really results that really, um, they're, they are miraculous, they are, and, and it wouldn't work any other time. You couldn't do that, say that, get away with that at any other time. So we need to be aware of those moments. And when you have those moments that are clearly God's with you, that's when you go for it. That's when you, um, that's when you do whatever it is that uh, you've got thumbs up from God to do. Praise God. And it makes all the difference because I've seen people struggle and try to do things and it's in the flesh. And, um, and they're sincere, but they don't understand, you know, God's not, he's not in on it. Well, pastor Stephen, God told us to pray for the sick. Yeah, but you get, you only really get results when there's an anointing. When the glory comes in, then pray for the sick or else you just do all of this activity and all of this activity and you can, you can wear yourself out. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. I put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Very, very important. Now, when that covering is there, God's with you. Glory moment. Okay. That I may plant the heavens. Pastor Stephen, what in the world does that mean? Pastor Stephen, I understand that tomorrow on Monday, there's a spacecraft landing on Mars. Should we have it? Should we plant the heavens? Should we come and pray that it land in our backyard after it leaves Mars? No, no. Oh, I've got an idea, Pastor Stephen. Let's pray that an asteroid crash in the backyard of the church, and then we can plant the heavens right in the backyard. No, no, that's not what he's talking about. And I know you know that. I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that, that I may plant the heavens. Wow. Okay. God's will is that the way it is in heaven would touch your life on the earth. Oh, yes, Pastor Stephen, I know the song. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Yes, wonderful song. And when we all get to heaven, it will be a wonderful day of rejoicing. I'm referring to an old classic hymn that was sung, at least in the church that I grew up in. But my friends, you can have the heavens come down now 
in your life, but you have to plant them into your life. And there's times when that glory comes and the glory is there. And there's something in your mouth. God's put it in your mouth. That is the time you plant the heavens. That's when you do it. Not when you wake up and you haven't had your coffee. Maybe you didn't get as much sleep as you want it. And you're just kind of, how can I say, out of it? That, okay, that's not time for planting the heavens. <laughs> Unless suddenly the Holy Spirit hits you. But I'm talking about normal. Get over into the Spirit. Get over into the glory. If you don't, you'll try planting all kinds of things God never even told you to sow or plant. I think that's a... I think some people, bless their hearts, I'm talking about Christians that if the Lord Jesus Christ appeared in a vision and stood before them and said, ask me whatever you want and it shall be granted unto you. I think there are some Christians that would have no clue of how to answer that. And if they did answer that, they would probably answer it the wrong way. Why? It's, it's not being able to respond properly how to plant in the heavens. Mm. Uh, today, uh, there's a world-renowned international evangelist. But this international evangelist had a vision one day, and he saw into heaven. Now, he's on the earth. He had a vision one day. He saw in the heaven, and he saw a great cloud of witnesses, of many great saints who had gone on before, generals of the faith who had gone on before, and just a multitude of heavenly saints, and they were cheering for him. And, uh, and this, this minister just sensed in his heart, God's wanting me to ask him for something, but he didn't know how to respond. And all of the heavenly saints begin to shout from heaven and say, ask him for an international healing ministry. And they were shouting, you know, like a, like a super enormous stadium. And they were shouting down from heaven, shouting to him, ask the Lord for a supernatural international healing ministry. And he did, and he has it today. Plant, 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 plant in the heavens. Through the words, the prophetic decree, in the glory, in the spirit, under the anointing. You plant then, and you'll get the miracle harvest. Your life will begin to reflect heaven on earth. While you're on the earth, you will be a mystery to those who are around you. You will bewilder those who are around you. Other believers will step back and say, Whoo, what is going on in your life? God's hand is on your life. In other words, the Spirit is on your life. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You'll be light to the unbelievers. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I may plant the heavens, that I may plant the heavens. A very well-known minister from India was caught up into heaven, just like the Apostle Paul said, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know, but he was caught up into the third heaven. I, I have his book right over my shoulder. Down, I don't think you can see it, but it's down low, where he talked about this supernatural encounter. A very well-known minister in India caught up to heaven. And when he was in heaven, he 
he was allowed to stand before God the Father. And he stood there and he, he began to sense by the Holy Spirit, I'm supposed to ask him for something. As he had had a, a brief conversation with the Heavenly Father, and then there was a pause. And during that pause, he sensed he was supposed to ask, but he was like, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to ask him? And the Holy Spirit came behind him and said, ask him for the gifts of the Spirit. Ask him for my spiritual gifts. And so he cried out to the Father, Father God, I want to operate in the nine gifts of the Spirit. And then there was a short pause as the Father was considering the request. And then the Father responded with a question. Do you want me or do you just want my gifts? And he, the minister screamed with great joy exclamation, Oh God, I want you. I want you. I want you. And he said, and the Father responded, I know you do, and you can also have the gifts. And he was known as the prophet of the East. Very, very powerful prophet who has now graduated on to heaven full time. He lived his life out, and now his son and his family continue to run a continuation of that dynamic ministry. Of course, the son has his own anointing, but also carries on and broadens the, the ministry that the father had already established. Praise God. Planning the heavens. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Mm. You have these moments you need to you need to know how to plant in the heavens when it's opened up, when that realm of glory is opened up to you. Now, relax. The greatest advisor to ever walk the earth is with you. He is Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, your best friend, the Holy Spirit, your advisor, your counselor, your comforter is with you. He will help you during these moments. And if you will, if you will listen to him and, and just walk with him, he'll take you, take your hand and he'll, he'll just lead you into these experiences and you'll plant the right way. You'll, you'll speak the right declarations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes that anointing can be so strong. You just have to stop and declare my life shall flow in this or that. Or you just, you, or if you're sick, there's a disease in your body. You just shout, I will live and not die. This thing will not kill me, but I curse this foul cancer, whatever the thing might be. You must leave my body. See, when you do that under the anointing, when you plant the heavens into your life, the earth yields to a higher power, to a higher realm, to a higher authority, and your life literally does begin to get transformed. Mm, mm. Jesus, we give you praise. Very quickly, Matthew chapter 6. You already know it. You know where I'm going, and you know what I'm going to read. You probably learned this uh, if you grew up in church. Perhaps you learned this at a young age. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is 
in heaven, planting the heavens into your life on earth, a life on earth where your life and your house is a cancer free zone, profanity free zone, strife free zone, a selfless agape love zone where your atmosphere and your realm of influence is full of the glory of God, the love of God, the joy of God, a happy place, a happy place where you dance and spin around. Whenever you spin, there's deliverance. Whenever you're worshiping the Lord or you're praising the Lord and you're dancing, those from spinning in there, spinning denotes the captivity being turned and you go free. Hallelujah. Feel free to stand up and do that now. If you feel so inspired by the spirit, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is how you're to pray. God, let it come on down into my life. And as you pray that prayer and meditate on that, as you pray, God shows areas of your life where he wants the heavens to be planted into your life. God, let it be done. Touch this area, touch this area. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit highlights those areas. That's why there's no substitute for prayer. You need to be in prayer. Why? Planting, planting the heavens into your life. Oh God, we give you praise. Deuteronomy chapter 11. I think what I'm about to read to some of you, what I'm about to read to some of you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that maybe you've never heard it in your life before. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Just say it's all for me. Say, I take the whole enchilada, every blessing, every blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. The reason I say that is because for 20 something years, I sat in church. I never heard it. I never, I never heard this read once in my life. Never once. And I think if the pastor ever would have read it and, and, and said, this is for us. I think we, I think, I think we all would have fallen out of our pews. I, I don't think we would have known what to have done with it. But yet there it is in brilliant glory. Deuteronomy 11 verse 18. Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children. Speaking of them, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Well, Pastor Stephen, whew, that that seems to me like uh, that seems to me like like saturation, saturation of the word. How about this word? Immersion, complete immersion into God's will, God's word, God's best for your life. Yes, praise God. Leading to what? Verse 21, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land. Okay, we all like longevity. We'll go for that. That the days may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. Hmm like the days of the heavens above the earth. Well, you know, the saints in heaven are having a good time. You know that every day is a great day in heaven. Your days being like the days of the heavens above the earth. 
while you're still on the earth. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Longevity is good. When you're winning, it's nice to stick around and be a blessing to as many people as possible and to lead as many to Christ as possible. Praise God. It's nice to have longevity when you have a sharp mind and you got spring in your body and you can still do what God has called you to do. And that is your portion that's on the table for you. Days of the heavens above the earth in your life every day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's God's will for your life. That's God's plan for your life. I, I was raised in church with an image that our life would be full of suffering, misery, pain, defeat, suffering. But then one day we would die and go home to be with the Lord. And then we could have pleasure forevermore. And then after the message was preached and we all felt wiped out and discouraged because of the heavy message of negativity, then we would all sing a song and the song would go something like this. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Oh yes. When we get there, we'll be wonderful, but you know, we're not there yet. So what are we supposed to do? You know, expect 90 more years of difficulties and defeat. No. Oh, but Pastor Stephen, let's sing another song. One day we'll cross the Jordan River. One day it'll finally be over. Well, that didn't help too much. I, I, some of the songs were good. Some of the songs were just loaded like a baked potato. You know, the twice baked potato that you can get with, um, you know, sour cream and chives and bacon bits and butter and uh, uh, some of our songs were like that, that we sang in church. They were twice loaded with unbelief, misery, and just um, gloom, really. <laughs> we sang them. <laughs> we sang them. Why? 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 We were not doing verses 18 and 19 and 20. Oh, oh yes. We watched a lot of football, talked about sports, talked about the weather, certainly talked about the news, but we never really talked about the word. We were not into the word. Um, we, 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 we tried to a, a certain degree to do things like, you know, scripture memorization and, you know, you know, quote the books of the Bible in order and stuff like that. But as far as walking in the power of the word, knowing the covenant rights, knowing the authority that we have in Christ, uh, you might as well have turned the lights out on us. Now we were saved and we were on our way to heaven. And I will always be grateful for the church that raised me, that taught me the scriptures and the message of salvation. I'll always be grateful. But, you know, it's also nice to have some more light. Because after all, what do you do once you get saved? You're still here. And you need to know how to win. You need to know how to victory, uh, uh, have victory in your life. Verse 22, for if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him, then the Lord basically will help you possess what it is that is included in your inheritance. Praise God. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. I'm kicking over. I know I am right now. I'm kicking over sacred cows. 
when I mention the phrase sacred cows, I'm talking about religious doctrines, not biblical doctrines based on new covenant theology, but religious doctrines of what people hold in their head that's based on personal experience of defeat, forming theology out of failure, explaining why we had a pro, uh, why we never overcame developing a theology conforming to defeatism and then saying, you know, we believe that this is the truth. Well, you're basing that on your personal experience. Well, we can't believe the Bible, Pastor Stephen. I mean, heaven on earth. I mean, heaven on earth while we're on the earth. Uh, that can't be true. Well, then you have chosen to believe personal experience, self-induced sacred cow religion over over what God said is actually your inheritance. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Stephen, I believe that it's God's will for my child to be sick, that God put that sickness on my child to teach, to teach my child and to teach all of us a lesson. Oh, well, what in the world kind of lesson would that be, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard all of these things, reasons for why we should accept the devil's junk. Uh, I don't go for it. No, I'm staying with the word heaven on earth, heaven on earth. There's no sick people in heaven. There's no defeat and failure in heaven. Praise the Lord. Planting the heavens into your life on the earth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Until you lock onto the word like a pit bull grabbing hold and not letting go, then these blessings will elude you because the enemy will lie to you and he'll try to get you to step back and have doubt. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if he's, if he does that, he'll steal your blessing. He'll steal your healing. He'll steal your miracle. He is a thief and he's very good at what he does. So you need to be in the word meditating on it day and night. And you built up this charge of power and you'll get so convinced that the word is true and that the devil is a liar. You'll get so convinced that healing is in the new covenant because it's so clearly defined and laid out. You'll get so convinced that God's well-being for your finances is uh, is your inheritance that you can step in through through covenant practice that you'll be like, I will not be denied. And what comes out of that saturation immersion is explosive declarations where you plant the heavens into your life glory. You'll have those moments of this tremendous surges of the spirit's power. And uh, trust me, you'll know it when it's there and out of that speak, speak and plant. See your words are seeds, speak and plant the heavens into your life into your children and to your children. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory to God. You don't have to plant the bad stuff there. Bad stuff just tries to come. So we fight against that. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I, um, I believe it grieves the heart of God when Christians blame God for putting sickness on their own children. I believe that God stands there in amazement 
that he would actually be be claimed be identified as a child abuser where on the earth if such things were done a person would be put in jail but yet Christians say God did this to my child when I hear stuff like that I know that this is somebody who has formed their theology on defeat and on life experience instead of saying the word is the standard and I'm going to bring heaven into my earth into my life and I'm going to make my life line up with the word praise the Lord Mm, thank you Lord Jesus Woo! I see your situation turning around you feel that anointing God stirring you stand up right now begin just to turn around you don't have to go too fast I don't want you to get dizzy (laughs) just begin to turn around and say God's turning my situation around for good say I'm coming out of every trial say I'm breaking through into God's best for my life hallelujah say all things are working together for my good say this say my life will reflect heaven on earth glory 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 hallelujah hallelujah and I believe that people will see that peace that heavenly peace in your life I believe that people will see that they'll, they'll just sense perceive that heavenly love in your life that if you're cursed you return blessing they'll see something from heaven in your life and the more you plant heaven in your life the more that reflection will be in everything that you touch and everything you do Lord we give you praise Lord we give you praise it'll begin to touch the way you decorate your house it'll begin to touch the way you take care of your lawn thank you Lord Jesus Pastor Stephen I love Halloween we just had a week we just had Halloween and Pastor Stephen I had a big old I had a big old demon big old demon statue out in front full of candy for the kids there's no demons in heaven there's no ghouls and goblins and witches and warlocks in heaven why would you reflect that on the earth Mm. I'm just saying think I I see Christians all over America celebrate Halloween dress up I've seen them dress up like even Satan with a pitchfork (laughs) Mm. And, and then you read verse 21 heaven on earth and they're like huh but that's that's not who I'm talking to I'm talking to those of you you're after the Lord you're after the things of God you're going after God with all of your heart and you're going up you're going up you're going up your mind is being transformed your spirit is being strengthened and even your body is being touched by the power of God your whole life is beginning to express the glory and the wonder of God your whole life begins to come into divine order and the beauty and nature of God and your life begins to reflect a reality of the garden of Eden thank you Lord Jesus and then one day you will go home to be with the Lord and what's waiting there is off the charts and we'll have a lot of fun when that time comes but until then until then plant the heavens 
in the earth in your life and as you go you can plant the heavens in places where you go and bring order into chaos bring light into darkness bring salvation and deliverance into chains and bondage and just let heaven come with you everywhere you go you can go places I can never get to you can step into arenas and realms of work that I have no access to and you you with the authority that you have you can plant you can pray you can prophesy you can speak and see the atmosphere of heaven begin to change that place hallelujah glory to God you cannot be held down you're too strong in Christ you cannot be held down anymore any chain that would try to hold you I sever it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ you go free today hallelujah you go up today hallelujah <laughs> Woo! glory to God hallelujah mm. Lord we give you praise heavenly father we thank you that the angels hearken to the word we thank you father God that angels help us plant the heavens in the earth we thank you O oh God for lives lived in the secret place we thank you father for lives of prayer and devotion to you while we also step out and take care of the business and the activities that we must be engaged in father we thank you Father, we thank you. May the prayer closet of your people never go unoccupied because it's out of that place where the prophetic anointing to speak is created. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being knitted, joined to the secret place. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. There's an anointing right now of, uh, I see a dark oil, a beautiful dark oil coming up on you right now for deep devotion and consecration to the Lord. Hallelujah. To plant the heavens into your life, into your world. Hallelujah. Many of your family members are going to come to the Lord because of your testimony. It, it talks about in the, in the Psalm how God called the solitary, called one. And then out of that one, the, the other family members, they see the light. They may never go as far with the Lord as you go, but just your one encounter with God, your walk with the Lord is touching many of them. Some of them, they would never admit it, but they, they are being touched and you will have those that will also come further with the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise and glory and honor that your oil, the oil of your spirit, touch your people. We thank you. We thank you. Now, some of you, you're very creative. I see you creating the world that God has inspired you to create. As the Holy Spirit helps you, you're going to create your own canvas, your own work with the help of the Holy Spirit, where we all look at each other's works, not with envy or jealousy, but we just look and say, wow, that's absolutely amazing what you've done. I'm I'm, I'm happy for what you have done. And I look at it and I say, that is absolutely wonderful. You inspire me. Praise God. Praise God. And that's what the Lord is doing. Create, create the world that God wants you to have. Praise God. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Abraham was a real uh, person of hospitality. He and Sarah were people that uh, understood uh, how nice it is to reach out and help people. And if somebody was passing by, Abraham was the kind of man that would say, no, that's stopping. You know, have something to eat before you continue on. I don't want you to leave without having had a meal. He, he was very hospitable. He and Sarah both were. And they just understood uh, human nature, how to love and, and how to extend grace and hospitality and kindness. You'll have opportunities to do that. You sure will. And you'll be empowered as Abraham was also to be that blessing. God's causing your dreams to be fulfilled. Father, we give you praise. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you. Now let your people plant the heavens into the earth. We give you praise. We thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit, the anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit, helping us, helping us to ask correctly, to speak correctly, and helping us to constantly be pushing in to you in a deep walk. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's a real creative anointing just hanging. So just tap into that. Receive, receive ideas from God. Receive ideas from God of how to do things. Woo! It's flowing. There's an anointing right now, right now, a creative business wealth anointing flowing right now. Some of you, you've wanted your own business. You've wanted your own idea. After all, if you do want to get in business, you have to do something. There has to be some medium of exchange, right? The m money is the medium of exchange, but something has to be exchanged. For Abraham, it was cattle. You, you might not want to get into the cattle industry, but there's something. There's something where in that exchange, God can give you the idea of what that product is. Praise God, because you have to exchange something, right? Okay, the, the, that anointing that is flowing right now. Speak into it, believe, pray into it, praise God, and watch it be planted and then produce. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There is a flow. There's a miracle flow going on right now. Father, we thank you. Receive, tap into it. Receive. Just lift your hands and pull it down by faith. Pull that anointing down by faith. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Somebody is being set free from depression. Depression is being set free. Suicidal thoughts are being broken right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Clear mind, sharp mind, your, your normal mind returning right now to the glory of God. Thank you, Father. But for the rest of you that are running with the Lord, you're going higher. You're going higher. You're catching these ideas. They're not eluding you. You're catching them. Glory. Let's take communion today. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Heavenly Father, in the glory, in your presence, we take communion together as a church family, gathering together from around the world. We thank you that Jesus, Jesus is the one that holds us all together, in all, through all. Oh God, we give you praise. Father, we consecrate the bread and the juice. It is now holy, it is now the flesh and blood of our Savior. Father, we thank you. Father, we, re we receive the body of Jesus with much love, with much admiration, with much longing to know him more. We thank you, Father, for impartation as we receive his body now. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Ideas coming down. All you need is one. 
Ideas coming down all over the world. Ideas coming down. All you need is one. Woo! Solutions. Glory. More cost-effective ways of doing things. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Father God, for the mind of Christ. We receive that by faith. That is our, that is our inheritance. That's our place in him. We have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Father. Right now, we're thanking his thoughts. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We are making his decrees into the earth. Thank you, Father. Making righteous decrees over our president, over our nation, over our state. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, decreeing in the glory and in the anointing and praying so that we decree accurately, that we ask and speak accurately. Thank you, Father, for magnificent results in your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. We're planting, we're seeding the heavens into the earth, into our lives. Father, we receive the blood of Jesus with great joy and thanksgiving. Let us partake. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, that anointing is just hanging here. So, Father, we thank you that as we say goodbye, that we just pull into that glory. We thank you, Father God. You are inspiring us what to speak, say, and also pray about. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.